0: Women Undercover. We uncover the struggles of women. I'm Bethany Jackson. I'm Kayla Riles. And I'm Holly Bratcher. Today in this episode we're going to be talking about women of color within our society today. People of color
1: struggle and it's very much hidden. Women of color face these day-to-day struggles more intensely. Without recognizing these problems there is no way to solve them. Hashtag hashtag empower empower women. women.
0: Now we're going to talk about baby names of people of color and how they're being culturally appropriated. You know, foreign and ethnic names are being affected by the hiring biases against their names.
1: Yeah, this makes it very hard for a lot of people of color to get um, jobs within higher professional paying jobs. And it's kind of a struggle because people just assume how you will work or how you will be based upon your name.
2: And studies have shown that Um, by a simple name change, people are either more or less likely to get hired based on um, how their name sounds. Yeah.
0: You know, in my school, it was predominantly Indians, so they definitely had a lot of very unique names. And a lot of them seemed to struggle with the way that their names were pronounced. Definitely with substitutes in my classes, they didn't know how to pronounce it. And I feel like they have a discouragement for you know graduating out of high school and getting jobs when they get older just because of their name and that's not how it should be
1: yeah and um a lot of people who have ethnic names tend to have like pseudonyms and if they're like within a professional world and they don't use that pseudonym um nine times out of ten they're less likely to receive that recognition um whether it's for a book or their work that they've done in general
2: and recently several name lists have come up with um cute and quirky titles um but they're really just lists of um people of color's names and um kind of culturally culturally appropriating them
1: yeah and i think that's kind of weird that it's kind of like fetishizing their names um because i feel like if we were to go around and fetishize like regular names like tom and bob like nobody would really find it the same Uh, or they would and it's just kind of weird i don't know
0: yeah white america they pick and choose when people of color's culture and aspects within their culture are a benefit to them while simultaneously trying to void their overall existence within the united states it literally makes no sense it does not make any sense
1: Our next topic is going to be about the impact of racial biases within the photography world um, against people of color. People of color are often gray casted over or washed out to lighten their complexion via photos. And this was usually back into the day um, when they would preferably put really light makeup or really light casting, or they'll make them look casket ready is the term that they use.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of this. I didn't really look into it until we started reading the book and things like this because you look on, you know, these magazines like Vogue and you don't really notice it until you see a collection of people of color and how the lighting and other techniques wash them out. And it's terrible to see that because you want everybody to be represented in a correct way in photography because that's how they should be. Yeah, I
2: think our gaps in photography can um, really kind of shed light on um, the white supremacy that exists because I think technologically we're advanced enough to be able to fix some of these like camera issues and like lighting issues, um, but there's just no one's pressing for it and so they're not
0: getting solved. Yeah, I mean, we're at a stage where technology is ramping up rapidly, we're getting very good at it. There should be ways to fix it, because we do have the power to create new technology and showcase people in the correct way.
1: Yeah, um, one thing that I found very interesting is that Vogue had an incident where they made a lot of their Black people blend in with the background. Um, And this was think in Europe somewhere Um, but they're also known for not hiring a black photographer in almost uh, or uh, exactly 126 years um, until Beyonce requested that she had one for her own shoot and since then they have not had a black photographer which really sucks because I feel like having a photographer that is the complexion of your client would make it easier for them to capture your client at their best aspects
2: Next, we're going to talk about Algorithms of Oppression, which is a book that we read during class, and in this book, it it discussed several issues, including um, how black women are pornified within search engines.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought that book was very eye-opening to see what happens when you just do a simple Google search of somebody's skin color, and it comes up with all these graphic things. And if you do the opposite for the other skin color, it's just very stigmatized against people of color, which is not how Google's algorithm should work.
1: Yeah, I find it very weird that um, black women are usually um, objectified and seen as like this, again, it's a fetish, um just like going back to the baby names um but when it comes to appreciating them for who they are and not just their body or their name it never comes into play in this society um just placing something in the search engine and it come up with something either ugly or over sexualized it's kind of weird it's very odd
0: Yeah, and I mean, it has a rough history. During slavery, Black women were able to be sexualized under the law, which is just terrible. Why would anybody think that that is okay to do?
2: The book also discusses some interesting issues where in search engines, if you type in things like professional hairstyles, pictures of all white women with very straight hair come up, and then if you type in unprofessional hairstyles, it's all... pictures of people of color, um, mainly with curly hair. And this is problematic because um, <laughs> it like reinforces the idea that um, like women of color can't really move up to high positions in the workplace.
1: Yeah, and also when it comes to research, um, if you search up a woman or man um, within the search engine, that is black or a person of color or deals with black history a lot of the time there is white people who come up and that just has nothing to do with the research topic you know
0: okay our next topic is about race after technology this is the second book that we read in class this book talks about the overuse of technology and how it can lead to dehumanization and a lack of personalization you know, companies are attempting to have this colorblindness that makes problems far worse than it should be.
2: Colorblindness, instead of acknowledging people's differences and embracing them, it um, attempts to basically paint everyone white and pretend like there's no other race.
1: Which is kind of weird because I feel like, you know, all races should be embraced and Having it seen as like your own complexion is seen as less than it, the, I guess, staple that society has made. It's, it's almost like there's an automatic privilege if you are of a lighter complexion. Um, and the lighter you get, the more pri- privileged you become. Um, and that's just not fair.
0: Yeah, and going off of that, there was an interesting quote from the book that said, In a recent audit of California's gang database, not only do Blacks and Latinx constitute 87% of those listed, but many were babies under the age of one. This was on page six. That is crazy.
2: I think that has a lot to do with um, names being stereotyped and judged um, based on the perceived race. Um, that
1: they go with and racist ideas towards those names. Yeah, and it also just gives a privilege the more normal scene that your name is or unisex or masculine your name is. So that also doesn't favor for women either, not just people of color, but women's names are also seen as like, oh, you're not smart enough or you're not great enough to be in like a STEM field.
0: Yeah, and in order for us to make progress, we must question and reframe technology in order to find equitable solutions that promote freedom. Okay,
1: our next topic will be about women of color in STEM. Over decades, women of color have made important discoveries in the STEM fields. They have gone unnoticed. Um, their stories have been found and are taught to the public, with, which cur- encourages other women of color to engage in STEM careers. Um, without their achievements, we have not progressed in the science as much as we have.
0: Yeah, and some examples of these achievements are, you know, Katherine Johnson, she worked on the moon landing, Warren Washington worked on Earth's climate, and Stephen Alexander developed the string theory. And these are all important you know, discoveries made to science that we would have not been here without them. And it is really, you know, great to see that people are finally recognizing them and showing them to the public and how amazing that people of color can be in the STEM fields.
2: There is actually significant records throughout history that show women's participation and women of color's participation in the STEM field, even since 2300 BCE
0: yeah yeah and even through this history's discrimination and prejudice against women these people of color they have continued their studies and that shows that they have perseverance and they're very strong willed yeah well
1: within this work field women in general are underrepresented but i'm pretty sure women of color are even more underrepresented Um, so women make up 47% of the current workforce, but only 28% of the current science and engineering workforce. Of this percentage, women of color comprise about 5%. This is really sad as a person who is pre-med, um, and Bethany is pre-vet. So I think that it's kind of discouraging to see that, you know, not as many women stand in the fields that we are striving to get for within college.
0: You know, and these numbers, you know, they may discourage some women. Women are very hesitant to join the STEM careers because of racial bias and their uncomfortableness. And honestly, we need to break this bias in our generation.
2: I think it's especially important to notice this issue within the medical field because half of people who are being treated medically are going to be women. And especially with high maternal mortality rates in the U.S. and even higher rates for women of color, um, it's something the U.S. needs to really work on and progress in. Um,
1: I also want to add on to that. It just kind of the fact that there is sexism and there is racism within a workforce. It keeps a person very even more hesitant from going into fields. Um, that they, they'll possibly experience some of the worst traumatic things that happen to them, um, not just oversexualization, but even just rude comments from their coworkers. Um, it it just see, it just seems as a hindrance rather than a benefit.
0: Yeah, and did you know that forty five percent of women in STEM leave their jobs because they feel underpaid and underrepresented?
2: However, there is hope. There are some organizations that are pushing for women in STEM and educating. Women Who Code, um, Black Girls Code, and Girls Start are all organizations that um, encourage women in STEM and specifically people of color to pursue the sciences.
0: Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I think women of color should know that their contributions are valuable in STEM and understand that their skin color should not be a hindrance. So now we're just gonna talk about our personal experiences in life and here at Berry College. So I'm a freshman here and I'm an environmental science major. And I always had this stigma in my head that, you know, really only men are in these science fields. And I expected here my classroom to be full of men, but it it surprisingly shocked me in my my BCC class that everybody was a woman except there was two men. So it's kind of like the bias had switched and it was really weird for me to experience that. But it was also nice to see that there was a lot of women who were participating in STEM. And it gives me hope for the future of our generations that in my future jobs, there will be more women that are represented. And men are important as well, but we have seen that you know women are obviously oppressed and not as well noticed in these fields.
2: Through my experience at Barry and what we've noticed in our research um, in this class, one of the concerning things that we found out about Barry is that um, even though student diversity isn't the best, faculty diversity st- struggles even more, and um, our faculty population is not very diverse at all. Um, which it makes it hard to make a safe and comforting environment for a diverse student body if, um, the professor population is so uniform and in turn would likely mean that they have uniform thoughts and opinions and experiences.
1: I think it also sucks that, um, there's not a lot of people of color in, um, our faculty and staff because oftentimes we have, um, you know people who are not of the ethnicity that a subject should be taught about um with religion as well i think we have different religions that are being taught by white um women or men and that's fine like it's okay to take in that but half the time that's not their religion or if it's a subject about race um it never is taught by a black professor um, and oftentimes I've noticed that a lot of black professors or faculty and staff that I've known, not oftentimes they are usually transfer out to other jobs. I don't know if it's whether because Barry's just not their community or if it's just because they found better, but either way, like it's just kind of, it makes you feel alone on campus. And me as a person of color um, in STEM, I knew that I was walking into a PWI, um, very much a culture shop. Um, but as a woman as well, luckily, Barry's majority women, and so you'll see less men here. Um, however, it's still predominantly white, and um, it just makes it even more uncomfortable. You know, I walk into my classes as a bio major, um, and I see mostly men, which is kind of shocking, but it is, it's kind of expected as well.
0: Well, that is all we have for today on our Women Undercover podcast. Thank you for listening.
2: Our sources will be listed in the show notes.
0: Empower women. Bye.